The following is a Barrett Sports Media production. There are two sides to the broadcast industry, content creators and money makers. This podcast is for that second group. Sellers, buyers, managers, anyone with an interest in business. You're all welcome here. This is Seller to Seller. Now, here's your host, Jeff Cabes. Yaman Koskin is the founder and CEO of Yaman Air Creative based in Washington, D.C., He's considered a radio production master of imaging as well and copywriting. 2004, he helped conceive and launch Creative Services Group, an internal creative resource for iHeart. In 2019, I ran across some of his work with the Cumulus Creative Concierge. Yaman and his team provide tested, customizable audio, video, and digital assets in local direct categories for salespeople, custom campaigns and jingles. Yaman Air services are the industry standard. They're used by almost everybody. iHeart, Odyssey, Cumulus, Saga, Alpha, Beasley, 97 other radio ops in 561 markets, including all the top 50. Yaman, I wonder how much selling do you feel you have to do Uh, perhaps when you're pitching a concept or you're pitching radio groups, how much direct selling do you feel you're involved in? Zero. (laughs) All right. How do you accomplish that? So maybe we can follow your lead. (laughs) Um, Look, first of all, we are all selling something. From the, the day we are born until the day we die, the pitch is never ending. So we've, taking the word sale um, and kind of turned it into a an industry, obviously, uh, over the past two, three centuries. Uh, but the way I look at it is that the human heart responds to inspiration so much more than responding to a PowerPoint deck that's pitching an advertising schedule. <laughs> so in the way that I have presented uh, this model uh, from Clear Channel, now iHeartDage, to uh, rolling this model out in 2007 to all of CBS uh, at the time, I never wanted to be in a position of pitching mm-hmm. because the magic sauce behind our model is to prevent sellers from pitching and and putting them in a position of influencing by virtue of leading with an idea and not leading with cost and rankers and cost per points and ratings and coverage maps. All of that are essential and should come later. But there is not a single local direct business owner, small business owner in America in any market, regardless of its size, who will not pause and listen when you have a compelling idea for them. All I ever said to our partners over the years is, look, we don't solicit business. We don't set up booths at, you know, radio events. We don't advertise. We are a secret weapon. And here's why. Um, Take it, take a look at it. And here are the facts. Um, And that's it. Not, well, here's the platform. What do you think? You like it? (laughs) Hey, that's a commercial. There you go. Because we don't know. Have you ever been to a doctor's office where they go, hey, listen, man, um, I want you to 
actually, I'm going to give you two pills. All right. Here's one. Here's two. Which one do you like? Do you like the color of this one? Do you like that? They don't talk like that. Right. They go, here are your symptoms. Here's our diagnosis. This is the medication that we're putting you on. And here's what we need you to do. And you listen. Right. Okay. It, it was that the response iHeart gave you when you first pitched them on this big concept of, of, of putting all their creative under one house and, and you outsourcing it to thousands of salespeople? With uh, two other very smart guys, uh, we pitched the concept to uh, John Hogan. I'm sure you remember that name. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yes, it was uh, fairly effortless because it was a no-brainer. All we said was we want to create a centralized resource for all market sellers across the company to be able to uh, dive in, pull fully produced content, customize them, take them out of spec spots and close deals. Okay, help me now. So here I am, uh, I got my spec spot from the Cumulus uh, Creative Concierge. I'm going out to the client who gave me some information. And lo and behold, the day comes when I'm gonna play him my great idea. And he's got five people in the room. Mm -hmm. The marketing director, the sales manager. Hey, come over here, front desk person. I want you to listen to this and tell me, I want all of you to tell me what you think. So help me navigate through the waters of getting what you usually put out, highly creative stuff with five people versus getting an audience of one and getting it approved. Yeah, you ask a great question and, and this probably resonates uh, a lot with many sellers who find themselves in that predicament. Committees are the biggest enemies of progress. Put five people in a room, you have 50 opinions. It's just us. This is the way we're wired. We're humans. We all have mm -hmm. opinions and uh, we love to express them. And most of us uh, believe that we're right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, when it comes to creative, that evolves into even a bigger nightmare because creative, as you know, is very subjective. When you find yourself in that predicament, you have to... Um, you're dealing with two challenges. One, you're sharing a piece of creative, you know it's going to be subject to all kinds of opinions from everyone in the room. Two, the industry has not groomed you to become an authority when you are sitting in a conference room of a decision maker. The industry has groomed you to become a salesperson. You have numbers to make, you have a budget to hit. Right. You got deals to close. Right. The last thing you want to do is uh, become the creative authority and pound your fist on the table and go, if you guys don't do this, then you shouldn't be on the radio. <laughs> I'd be very noble and uh, <laughs> you know, we'd, we'd put a Superman cape on you for doing that and saying that because that's brave, but you can't do that. And we understand that and we respect that. So what we say is use spec spots as icebreakers, as seeds to be planted. Mm -hmm. You want that room to express opinions. You want the committee, despite what I said earlier, I don't mean to contradict myself. You do want the committee. You do want that kind of dialogue to get underway because that's the dialogue that ultimately takes you to securing that piece of business. We all are fairly familiar with taking 
a category of, of commercials that you've created and hauling them out to a plumber or a baker or a car dealer? Is there any other way that perhaps salespeople should prospect with sound concepts that they don't use often enough or you've seen work very successfully that we overlook? First of all, as, as a seasoned pro, you know this all too well. Spec spots have been around a very long time. There are certain industries in the media, not a single salesperson who worked for that organization has ever stepped out of the building and went to a new business meeting without a spec. Print has never left without some kind of a spec ad that they can share with a prospect. Mm -hmm. um, even TV has done it and still does it with local. With radio, it was always sporadic. You know, some used it, some did. So we're both going to date ourselves right now, but what the hell? It's a podcast. Um, <laughs> back in the 80s, when I got into radio in Philadelphia, there was a guy uh, who used to take a spec spot all the time on a cassette for those uh, younger listeners. Cassettes are these plastic things. With the, all right, just yeah, they get it. All right. All right. Um, and he would purposely miss a digit in the phone number of a prospect. So you develop the spec copy, have the production uh, department create the spec spot and purposely screw up one digit in the phone number so that he would play the spec spot for the client and the client would go, whoa, 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 wait, wait, that's, it's 4469 is our number. That was his trick to, it was his mousetrap. They own it. Yeah. Right. Now they're talking about the creative instead of the cost. And that's how he would uh, start his meeting by always hitting the play button. That was 1983. 2022, we are using spec spots in a variety of different ways, but the ultimate mission is still the same, which is to engage the prospect in a creative conversation. In order to accurately address your question, we would literally have to have another meeting and another episode of this podcast uh -huh. to explain how to use spec spots, mm -hmm. the pre-CNA timeline versus post-CNA, right? existing business versus new business. The way we use spec spots is really should be designed the same way that you um, roll out the dessert tray uh, at the end of dinner and you, serve, you know, which one would you like? And you pick one and then we go back in the kitchen and kind of custom created for you. Okay. That's the whole idea. The spec spot concept is not designed to make the prospect go, oh my God, that is the most brilliant idea I ever heard. In fact, if the prospect said to you, you know what, ma'am, that's, that's cute, but it's not really appropriate for our business. We, we, our brand wouldn't run a commercial like that. That's actually a better response than if they said, I love the idea, where do I sign? Because now it gives you the opportunity to immediately say, okay, no problem. Hey, can I take some notes on what you believe to be like the perfect commercial for your business? Create a new spec and now you have a second appointment. And that's what we want. I want you to stay with that second appointment and that pad of paper. That's right. And talk to the salesperson and talk to us about when you come back to me and you want me to write a commercial, here's what I need. What are a couple of things that when we haul this information back and we even load it into your programs, what do we really need? That's when things get a little hairy because there are two answers to your question. And sadly, they're not merged despite all the efforts uh, from guys like me um, over the past few decades to put the creative in the front burner, to educate the sellers, to educate the clients. 
we, we fail because at the end of the day, the golden rule is gold makes the rule. So <laughs> when, you know, when um, you find, when I find myself in that position, the, the first interested, I'm giving the ideological answer first. The first intuition I have is, all right, let's tell the client when radio works best in a stop set. What is the best way to utilize radio in 2022, whether you are in Altoona, Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. or you're in New York? And, and that is to use it as an invitation to your online presence. Okay. Uh, obviously, we're barring, we're excluding some categories here. You know, sure. the county fair is coming this weekend. Okay, fine. You know, special events, ticket sales. I'm talking about general branding, right? Mm -hmm. The idea should always be not to push and shove and uh, put call to actions in there and, and oh my God, we got to track the results. And Calm right. down and understand first the power of radio. The power of radio works best when it's used for what it truly is, an emotional medium. Engage the listener emotionally by making the listener like what you're saying so they want to learn more. The, the advantage that we have today with online presence is, is an advantage that we did not have 20 years ago. So for us not to capitalize on it today right. and not to use radio commercials like evites to a special event hmm. is short-sighted. Okay. Because I can tell you everything you need to know about my brand on my website. Yes. Why would I waste my precious seconds on the air trying to shove information down your throat when all I should do is give you a compelling reason to look me up. God bless us, data is our friend now, but really, am I really going to live and die by an eight minute post-campaign analytic and change my creative and adjust it according to that metric yeah, system? I, I don't assume you're gonna go with that. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. Right. Gonna. not. Another question for you, because you are constantly working with the youngest six-year-old consumers because they're people metering six-year-olds and up, right? So the, the attention spans, we claim, are getting shorter and shorter. I've always maintained, frankly, Yaman, that if it's good, I can't get enough of it. If it's bad, stop it the second it starts. That's right. my theory on commercial production. That's another point. We got fives, fifteens, thirties. We got blinks, you know, two second identifications now. Um, how does that change the creative process when you have, and I assume you're not doing much 60 second production anymore. I don't know. Well, no, I mean, I, I prefer not to, if I didn't have to. The only time I would love to do a 60 second commercial is if uh, 50 seconds of it is entertaining the hell out of me and not uh -huh. telling me anything. And then the last second is 10 seconds is the, is the brand signature. Okay, I'm, I'm interested. I'll listen. Okay. But, but when, um, what do you, how do you deal with the 15s and 30s? Oh, but with general excitement, and I embrace them because I think that's where the true power of radio shines. Keep it short. Keep it sweet. Yeah, I know some listeners may think, oh, poor Yaman. He still has some of that less is more Kool-Aid lodged in a system from the uh, mid-2000s. But no, there was absolutely truth to it. Because frankly, I mean, you tell me, you're, you're into trenches. The shorter the units, the, the more opportunity you have for frequency, right? Bingo. That's right. I much rather come into your room 
once an hour and go, hey, Jeff, how you doing, man? All good? Instead of coming into your room once a day and yap for 60 seconds and then disappear. Look, radio is changing. Radio was the umbrella and then all kinds of stuff was under it. Now mm -hmm. audio is the umbrella and radio is one of the components under the audio umbrella. And big companies, uh, you know, have caught on to that. And that's why they take all their assets under the audio umbrella and they take all their assets under the digital umbrella. And then they sit in front of a prospect and go, hey, look at all this magic we can make for you. Hey, when we, some people are going to hit your LinkedIn account. They're going to see Yaman there. They're going to look at Yaman and they're going to get re-familiar with you. And they're going to see at the top, inspire, don't instruct. Yeah, right. So tell me, is that your philosophy at your office? Is that your philosophy in your commercials? Uh, where does this emanate from and, and uh, how do you believe in it? It is my philosophy in every area of life, except maybe military uh, or medical professions where uh, adhering to specific instructions is absolutely essential. Beyond that, you're right. It, it is my philosophy in both in life and, and my professional career not to instruct. I wish we achieved that in education. Um, uh, you know, I mean, how many kids you know in high school who just absolutely look forward to getting up in the morning and going into class? <laughs> because we still use the same technology and approach and strategies that are that have been developed in the 40s um you know we still throw the kids under fluorescent lights and yap to them for an hour and a half and then wonder why you know they hate school and they're bored and they don't get anything same thing with radio commercials uh, you know you shove 90 seconds worth of copy into a 60 mm -hmm. because that's what the client wanted tell your production director to time compress it put it on the air, and then a month later, the client cancels the radio schedule and says, radio is not working for me. So I believe of all the opportunities that we have in front of us within our industry to underutilize radio by using commercial inventory as sell, 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 info, 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 uh, and then expect results is just uh, you know another definition of insanity. But to come on and to respect the audience and to speak to them by turning the mirror towards them instead of pounding on our chest and go, look at my car dealership, look at my credit union, look at my operation, it's, mm -hmm. look at you, look how awesome you are, or look, you know, your life sucks because you're stuck in traffic, but whatever the case is, but it's about the listener, is the inspirational approach instead of the informational approach. People don't remember what we say to them, but they do remember how it makes them feel. The commercials, the creative strategies that make people feel something are the ones that matter. They're the ones that leave a mark. And if I'm a client and I'm spending $100,000 with you in fourth quarter, and every time my commercial runs, it makes an impression of somebody, Amen. That's why for guys like you and I, when we talk about this stuff, we hear ourselves say these words and we go, wait a minute, what are we saying here? What, I don't understand. How could the medium that's number one in America every single week can go through challenges like the ones that we're dealing with in terms of, gee, you know, why, why aren't the political consultants making radio 
their number one medium instead of television. Like sure. you go, I don't get it. I don't get it. So it's, it's, it's very frustrating. And I see a lot of eerie similarities between radio and climate change because we have polluted the air the same way we've polluted the air. <laughs> a lot of truth to that. A lot of commercials, a lot of bad ones. <laughs> a lot of bad ones. A lot of bad ones. Yeah, For all your needs ones. since 19 uh, blank. Yeah, and no. they're not all locally produced either. There are a lot of national bad ones too. Right. right. So, well, they weren't using Yamanair, so. Well, I don't know about that. I, you know, there are a lot of smart, talented people in our industry, and uh, I think <clears throat> at the end of the day, it's not about awards for me, but it's about results. Um, if we ran a campaign, uh, that if, if you're suffering from back pain. Truly, you know, you deal with back pain all the time. Now, as soon as this podcast is over, you'll probably take a couple of Advil's because you've been sitting for a half hour, right? <laughs> and, you hear, and you hear a spot on the air, you know, driving around here in D.C., on WTOP. Ten-second spot. Simple, dry voice. Suffering from back pain? We can cure it in the amount of time it took you to listen to this message. Learn more at backpaincure.com. I'm in. Does that sound, wait a minute. Does that sound like a Clio winner? Will that <laughs> grab a bunch of Mercury Awards? No. Will that make the phone ring off the hook or, or have the website traffic explode to that by people like you and I who are dealing with back pain? Hell yeah. That's the power of radio. Yaman Koskin here on Seller to Seller. You can find more info on Yaman on LinkedIn. Uh, review this pod. Subscribe to it. Pass it along. It's how we grow. Email me, jeffks54 at gmail.com with interview requests. Check barrettsportsmedia.com for weekly sales columns and all my past pods. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Seller to Seller with Jeff Caves. Each episode is available on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, the iHeart app, and most podcasting platforms. To stay in touch with Jeff, follow him on Twitter at Jeff Caves and read his sales columns on BarrettSportsMedia.com.